you were looking for career advice from a career coach and he had led teams that have placed over 6,000 pros in 21 industries, worked at the largest Fortune 500 recruitment firm in the world, was responsible for over $50 million of placements of executives, and was one of the top recruiters recognized nationally while serving in the United States Army, you'd probably say he's qualified. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. Career competition is fierce. If you're a director, a VP, or an executive, this podcast is for you. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast. And this is your host, Tim Madden. All right, welcome to the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast with one of your hosts, Tim Madden. Christina Madden is out today. And I'm a little sniffly. I apologize. Hey, if you don't know us here at Executive Grow Upgrades, we help those targeting six figures and multiple six figures land jobs they love quickly, right? We go live inside the Executive Career Network, the fastest growing Executive Career Network on Facebook. Check us out. Over 10,000 directors, VPs, and executives from across America. If you're in a job search, that might be a place you might want to join. Hey, if you're watching live in the ECN, say hi below in the comments and to our friends over on LinkedIn and YouTube, we are streaming live. We are following the comments. Or you might listen to this because we also upload it to everywhere on the internet, right? Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. As always, hey, this is the part where I beg you to leave a review only if you get any value from this episode today. And hey, share it with a friend, right? If you feel that it would be beneficial for them to accelerate their career. Hey, before we get started, we have some exciting news. As always, lots of exciting stuff each week here. We had multiple offers come through last week inside our career acceleration program. So congrats to the senior director, partner success, the individuals who got offers to be trial attorneys, SVPs of banking, and even more general counsel roles. So, hey, this was a huge week for lawyers, I think, Cam, as lots of general counsel and trial attorneys, as you know, well, if you don't know, we work with a wide array of professionals here all the way from believe a couple weeks ago, someone, Cam, got a job for a new role for like some type of autoimmune chemical and biochem or something. Wow. So here at ECU, hey, we help directors, VPs, and executives accelerate their career, no matter if you're a chemist, a scientist, a lawyer, or your everyday VP of ops, marketing, etc. Also, important announcement before we got started, we have some new programs here at Executive Corrupt Grades that we have not started marketing yet, so you're the first one to hear about it. Hey, we are officially have some new programs that are around certification, okay? We know that they hardly, to my knowledge, no one teaches this and certifies you as far as, hey, what do I need to do on an interview, right? What do I need to do before the interview? What do I say? How do I overcome objections? How do I lock down next steps? How do I have this effective networking call? Because I know there's a lot of people in my network who could probably help me get my job, but I don't want to feel desperate. I'm not sure how to get a hold of them. Or maybe you're an individual that's approaching that offer stage and you don't know how to maximize your compensation. If that's you, we have some new programs here. We have a salary negotiation, interview certification, and a networking certification program. If you want more information on those programs, you can go to execupgrades.com backslash podcast, schedule a call with our team, or you can email me over at tim at execupgrades.com. 
Cool. Let's get started, Cam. Let's do it. There's a couple things I want to talk about. By the way, Cam, introduce yourself to the ECU. I forgot. This is your first time on a podcast, or is this your second? I forgot. This is this is my first time on this podcast. So yeah, my name is uh, Cameron Saya, and I am the Senior Vice President of Sales for ECU, and I'm super excited to be a guest on the show. I thought it was important, so did Christina, to bring you in, because knowledge and skill are two different things, right? They so are. let's really talk about that for a second. And I got the definitions here. So let me just read them. Sure. Okay. Knowledge and skill are often intertwined, but they possess distinct characteristics to set them both apart. While both are valuable, recognizing their differences can help individuals better appreciate their unique roles in personal and professional development. So important. So knowledge. Knowledge refers to the theoretical understanding and awareness of facts, information, concepts, principles acquired through, hey, learning, studying, or having some type of experience. Right. Knowledge can be attained through various means, such as formal education, reading, observation, discussion, but it deals with the what and the why, right? But on the other hand, skill. Skill refers to applying that knowledge to perform specific tasks or activities with expertise, precision, and efficiency. Now I'm just reading a bunch of definitions. But so knowledge is, hey, like, I got to get the information, right? And then skill is like, hey, I need to apply the information, yeah. right? And I, what I think is funny is maybe not funny, maybe uh, a little sad, is a lot of people, right, a lot of people, know what they need to do, but just don't do it. That's exactly right. Why do you think that is, man? Do you think well, it's the way they obtain that knowledge or what do you think it is? Right. Yeah, well, With anything too, like a job search, getting better at sales, right? Uh, working out fitness. Why do you think that is? Yeah, that's a good question. I think there's always going to be a huge gap between knowing something intellectually and then applying it in the real world. And I think knowledge is very important, but it's, it's only the first piece of the puzzle. You have to learn something intellectually, but then it's not until you apply the knowledge and then you repeat that application multiple times that it becomes a skill set. For example, if we're looking at sales, I can learn a sales technique, I can learn a sales script, and I can memorize a sales script. I can go through the script by myself, rehearse it in front of the mirror. That is intellectual knowledge. I have knowledge of that sales script, but I haven't taken a single sales call and I haven't applied that knowledge in the real world. And I think the, the biggest thing that stops people from crossing that barrier from knowledge to real world application, which then translates into a skill set, is fear. Because it's a, it's a pretty daunting thing for me, if we're still talking about sales, it's pretty daunting for somebody who's never taken a sales call before to take all this applied knowledge and actually face another human being and use it in a real-time conversation. There's a lot of emotions involved. There's a lot of nerves involved. There's so much more involved than just the intellectual aspect of it. And so I think uh, to answer your question, one of the biggest things that stops people is number one, <clears throat> excuse me, number one, fear, because it's, it's a lot more nerve wracking to do the thing in real life. But number two, I think we also fall into that trap 
of falling in love with information. We all, I've been there. I'm sure you've been there. We just, we get addicted to information and we trick ourselves into thinking that we have this intellectual prowess when that's all it is. It's just intellectual and we haven't embodied it yet. So I think that is uh, probably one of the biggest setbacks. Absolutely. I think there's a big disconnect in corporate America too, that almost values, I feel, values knowledge more than skill. Like most of the time, they want people to have said degree, right? Whatever bachelor's, master's, whatever certificate program. For me, if I hire someone, I just want someone who's done the job successfully before or who can prove that, right? Because there's a lot of people, you know, I know a lot of people, ladies and gentlemen, who have an MBA that are out there not making definitely the money they make, right? So I think it's one of those things where I hope companies can learn to appreciate kind of skill more than knowledge. Absolutely. It's kind of like, this is uh, probably a cheesy example, but if you were going in for surgery, let's say you had to have heart surgery, would you rather have the guy who's seen every episode of Grey's Anatomy and he's read every medical textbook, but he hasn't, he hasn't been in the operating room one time, or would you rather have the guy who has not read a single book but he's done that same exact surgery for 20 years. I'd pro- I don't know about you, but I'd probably pick the guy who's, who's done it more than the guy who's, who's seen Grey's Anatomy. Absolutely. So remember that. Remember what we're talking about. If you're going on an interview or you're interviewing somebody, right? The past is a good prediction of the future. If a person has solved XYZ before, there's a, probably a good chance that you can do this. But just because someone has the knowledge or the education of it doesn't necessarily mean that they can be successful. Because let's be honest, when's the last time, ladies and gentlemen, you tried to learn something? It's difficult. And here's what I mean by that. It's difficult in 2023 because we're multitasking geniuses. We have to be, right? I watch like, man, probably like 15 platforms a day. We got email, message, all these things, right, that we have to pay attention to. That's why typically, Cam, I don't plow through books. I remember too, when we first met, you were like, hey, I have this five page document that I typically read in the morning and I could dissect this for a decade. That's kind of how I am on this book called The Power of Positive Thinking. It's a phenomenal book, but I've read it 10 times. And here's the thing, when I read it again, you know, it it only reinforces what I already know, right? And number two, I always pull something different from the book. And I'm like, wow, how have I read this this many times and haven't been able to kind of get it? Because remember, you only retain, I think it's like 30% of what you read like long term. I think it's it's really less than that. And they say, hey, if you write it down, you'll you'll retain it a little longer. But people's attention pans are are so slow, which is why I love Alex Hermosi's quote, which is, hey, you need to be reminded more than you need to be taught. Yeah. I was like, can I get an amen? It's it's the same thing, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. And you know, going back to reading, if I uh, I love the book Think and Grow Rich, but I I'm a big proponent of you know I I know a lot of people disagree with me, but I truly believe that that book is not meant to be read. It's meant to be studied over a long period of time, over a lifetime. I think it's more of a guidebook than a, than just a, a a storybook, if if you will. And I think what happens is when you read something, when you plow through information, you know, I used to be really into speed reading and, you know, read a book a day and all that stuff. 
it looks good on paper, but it doesn't really serve you. And the reason why is because when you learn something, when you read a piece of information out of a book, what you're doing is you're making a connection in your brain. And what happens is if you just learn that piece of information and then you move on, you don't apply it, you don't, you don't have any real world application for it, you don't question it and conceptualize it and mentally try on that material, over time that connection that you just made in your brain will get lost and it'll break. That's why when you read something and then you, you put it away, that's why you forget about it an hour later if you don't do anything with it. So what you need to do is reinforce that connection by number one, repetition. You can write stuff down. Go explain what you just learned to somebody else because when you teach, you get to learn twice. And then more importantly, in order to really solidify that connection in your brain, apply the material. As you read something, question where in your life can you apply this material and then go do it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just start taking steps and you are rewiring and reinforcing those connections in your brain so that when you go back and reread the material, you have a completely different awareness and it means something completely different to you the second, third, fourth, tenth time. Um, so that's that's huge. I, I take my time on books. Any, anytime somebody lends me a book, I, I always get mad when people lend me books because I, I tell them I'm probably not going to give it back to you for a while. <laughs> yeah. Just one of those things where, hey, knowledge without action really doesn't matter. And the other thing, everyone listening to this podcast right now has had to set up technology. They've got a new job and they've had to do it. And there's always a checklist, right? And you're like, hey, I have the knowledge of this is what's needed to be successful. How many of us that were contacting the help desk, right? Like, hey, I don't understand this. Hey, how do you do this, right? Life is not as easy as a checklist or just getting the information. Because here's why, right? It's safe to say that anything you're struggling with in your life, saving money, getting in shape, finding a job, what are elevating your career, elevating your leadership skills, the information is out there, ladies and gentlemen, right? There's some phenomenal people on YouTube who give away all of their important, important teachings in said topic for that they've, you know, but then why? Does everyone still struggle with it, right? Yeah. Because knowledge is only one piece. So then the next portion I want to talk about, Cam, was specifically like teams and why you need to focus on both. Because when you treat training for your team or yourself as simply like checking a box, right? You risk focusing only on knowledge transfer, which we've all pretty much, I think, agreed pretty quickly is it's not knowledge that people are missing, it's skill, right? So when you only focus on the knowledge transfer, it will hurt your company goals in a variety of ways. This is why you have to really understand knowledge and skill and the differences. For instance, say your company rolls out like compliance training on cybersecurity, right? You put everyone through the training and you ensure like everyone understands it, okay? You put everyone through the training and you even give like a multiple choice test at the end. Now the company's certified, right? But what was the goal originally, right? Probably making your company's data and systems more, more secure. Just because employees recognize the skills don't mean they'll be willing to do it or to use them back on the job. And if they don't, you're still at risk. So if you want to reach like KPIs, you need to ensure people can move from knowing 
to doing, right? Two totally different things, right? This applies to any kind of learning. So the same thing is if you want to improve like customer satisfaction scores, right? We have to train our employees on the best ways to handle, you know, customer complaints, but recognizing the signs of a heated situation and understanding the general steps that you need to like de-escalate de it. But that isn't the same thing as knowing exactly what to say when you're faced with an angry customer. I think we can all agree because no matter what business you're in, we've all had that angry customer before. Cam, knowing, having the knowledge of past conversations and how they went and fielding those calls, I can say that they're probably two totally different things, right? I think Mike yeah. Tyson, if you have any stories you want to share, but I love Mike Tyson, right? He gives the best example. I know everyone's heard this quote is everyone has a plan. They have the knowledge, right? Everyone has a plan until what, Cam? Until you get punched in the mouth. Until you get punched in the face. Until the plan doesn't go as scheduled. Yeah. Knowledge can't teach you that. It can't, ladies and gentlemen. Knowledge can't teach you, hey, these are the core principles, but here's a million things that can go wrong, right? The same with an interview, right? Everyone have these standardized like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I want to say until they get on with the CEO who says, hey, Cam, sorry about that. I got my investor call. We were going to have 60 minutes, Cam, but now I only got 15. Like that's stuff that a lot of people don't prepare for. Yeah, and it's unfortunately stuff that you really can't learn from a book yeah. and you can't learn, you really can't learn intellectually how to handle that unless you've been in the situation and you've navigated it yourself. And, um, you know, you, you talk about, you, know, you, you mentioned something about teams. With my team, I, I always go back to sales. So with my sales team, it's one thing if there's a particular objection that they're getting on sales calls or if there's a particular, uh, a particular scenario that they're struggling with. I, as a leader, can do one of two things. I can, put, I can type a script word for word for exactly how to handle that particular situation. And I can give it to them and I can say, memorize it and it just memorize these words, rehearse it in front of the mirror. And then I can check off that box and I can say that my job is done because I have now taught my team how to handle objections. Or I can still give them that script, but I can say, here's a guide. Let's role play some scenarios and let's get some real world practice for different things that can go wrong in different scenarios. And so now they have the intellectual piece, which is the words on the script, but they're also getting the skill set through the application and the repetition of the material. And that applies with anything. I'm just using sales because that's what I know best, but you can plug that into your career. You can plug that into your family. You can plug that into any other area or aspect of your life. It's knowledge first and then application and repetition, which reinforces the material. Absolutely. It's very easy to lose sight of that as a leader. Okay. It's very easy to just say, oh, I pushed it out to the team. Everyone's aware of a new policy. If it were only that easy, right? If it was only easy, right, to send out checklists and guides, which is very, I'm glad we're, we're talking about that because another thing of even the clients we work with here at ECU and our numerous programs, you know, we do have checklists and guides, right? But if, if it was so easy where we just had to give a checklist, then we likely wouldn't exist. No one would exist, right? Yeah. Think about if you sell any product or services, professional services, 
if there was just a checklist of how to have a good life, right? Oh, just do these things. Cool. Hey, everyone should have a great life in fitness. Like, you, you know, it's so much deeper than that. Even like a fitness plan, it will work. But what does the fitness plan not take into account? The mental state, the, 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 the ability to even make it to the gym, the ability to remember your plan. Right. And I do think a lot of people struggle with that. Yeah. 100%. Every, every individual case is different. And that's why having a guide, if all it took were me checking off a couple boxes and following a guide, my job would be really easy. But we all know, everybody listening, we all know that it's, it's not that easy because we're, we're taking that human element out of the equation right? In, in every scenario, every situation is going to be unique in its own way. And so that's why, that's why skill set and just putting yourself in different situations and building awareness around all the different things that could happen will always outperform somebody with textbook or tactical knowledge. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's one of the reasons why, you know, we always go, we always talk about Michael Jordan, obviously, and, yeah. you, you know, uh, Kobe Bryant. Guys, they were not the greatest people. They did not have all these hidden talents and strengths. And even you people that are in corporate America watching, the people, maybe you're, you're a director, VP, executive, or, or what have you, right? The people that are farther ahead in your career, maybe that are younger or older, and they're just farther along than you, I assure you. There's only one way to achieve like these higher levels. It's just a lot of hard work and training. That's it. Period. End of story. No way to, no way to be good at sales besides review your calls, get training, get mentors, role play consistently over time. Even professional football players and almost every professional athletes watch their game tapes, watch other people. As you can see, training never stops. No. If training does stop, you aren't growing as a person. Yeah. Right. 100%. You have to consistently close that feedback loop. Always surround yourself with people who are better than you at the thing that you are trying to do. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be sales. It could be anything in your career. It could be anything. You plug it in. Always surround yourself with a mentor or a group of mentors or people that are way ahead of you. Because you'll absorb their experience and you'll learn nuances that they accumulated in their experience. And that'll accelerate the acquisition of, of your skill set. Absolutely. That's one of the reasons, too, when I served in the military. Guys, we did the same things. You guys, you, you guys are trying to get your team to do something like twice. And it's difficult. We're doing something where like we're doing it like hundred just for a straight month. We're practicing something, you know, which is a good thing, which is the, uh, I believe it's Nick Saban coach there. I think he's, is he Alabama? I don't know. Any football star is going to here. I got to say this, right. Cause he's a, he's a coaching legend. Let me just make sure. Okay. University of Alabama. I was correct. He says, Hey, most people practice until they get it right. We practice until we can't get it wrong. Yeah. Remember that when you're training your, your new hires or your veterans, et cetera, right? All right. There's one more thing, a couple more things I wanted to go over. In the professional realm, right, 
knowledge and skill are both highly valued. But with that said, what would you, you know, while both are important, having access to the information, important. Yeah. Repetition, et cetera, largely more important. Okay. Yeah. So they're both highly valued though. Jobs often require individuals to possess a combination, right? You're going to have to learn stuff and then you're going to have to practice to apply it. Okay. Knowledgeable professionals contribute by providing insights, expertise, problem solving abilities derived from their understanding of that subject. Skilled professionals, on the other hand, are sought after for their ability to execute the task effectively, efficiently, and with a high level of competence. 100%. It's the, I don't know if you've heard of this, Tim, but it's uh, Bob Proctor talks about the law of compensation. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's dependent upon three things. Number one, the need for what you do. Number two, your ability to do it. And number three, the difficulty in replacing you. Now, number one, there will always be a need for what you do. And the difficulty in replacing you will always be dictated by number two, your ability to do it. That's skill set. It doesn't matter how much knowledge you have. It doesn't matter how many degrees you have around a particular thing. Uh, when I'm interviewing someone for a, for a sales position, they can tell me about all the wonderful experience that they have, and they can tell me about all the knowledge that they have. But until I say, okay, let's do a role play scenario right now to test your skill set, that is all I'm looking for. So the resume to me is very impressive. Their, their, their experience on paper is wonderful, but their ability to execute the task, that's what's going to dictate their success. And so I think when you focus on your ability to do something, your skill set in a particular field, that's ultimately what's going to dictate your, your corresponding results and your income and your happiness and your level of life moving forward. Absolutely. If you're taking notes, get the knowledge. That's the easy part. The knowledge is really ever the, everywhere. The execution is where most people struggle. Yeah. Maybe it's not the execution just in total. Maybe it's I'm executing, but not getting the results that someone else got that, that what I'm doing. So you might have to adjust a little, a little bit. Okay. 100%. While knowledge and skill are obviously closely related, they differ in nature, application, transferability and development because knowledge encompasses like the theoretical understanding while skill focuses on the practical application. Yeah. That's where most people struggle. Yeah. You just got to do it. Knowing is one thing, but you just got to do it. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, most of the time, what I think is frustrating for most people is they're the ones that have to do it. Yeah. Right. No one can work out for you. No one can get you the job that you love. Right. They can't go on the interview for you. They can't negotiate your salary for you, right? They can't hold you accountable when you're trying to, trying to take a diet or get up early or whatever it is. Yeah, it all starts with responsibility and you have to own that responsibility and accept the fact that the only person that's responsible for the results in your life is you. And if there's ever a, if there's ever a problem or a challenge in your life, look in the mirror and you'll be staring directly at the source of all your problems. So I think it all starts and it originates with 
owning it and taking responsibility of it. And I think just the, the, the act of taking responsibility is one step in narrowing that gap between knowledge and skill. Yeah. That's why too, some of the most successful people like Tony Robbins and other professionals give most of their tactics and strategies away for free, but still have millions of clients across America because they know that it's easy to get the knowledge. People work with his coaching program for the skill of the knowledge as well, right? A hundred percent. So we wanted, Cam and I wanted to hop on here today to really just let you know what the differences are because it's so important because so many people think, oh, I can read a book. I know it. Oh yeah. They told me how to do that. It's much different than having access to the information or having the information and actually applying it. I'll give you a hint. Most people struggle with applying it, not gaining the information. Yeah. Okay. So like, how are you going to maybe operate a little differently in your reading, in your teaching? Okay. A lot of us went to school, just went through the motions, right? Yeah. Most of us kind of did the opposite thing in school. I think, Cam, we just applied to get our homework done, but didn't really read a lot of the books, right? We all got the, the <laughs> books, et cetera. Both are important, right? Absolutely. So with that being said, Take a look at our other, if you, you know, if you're watching live right now, look up the Executive Crew Upgrades podcast on like Spotify or iTunes. If you're struggling with interviews, offers, et cetera, we have just lots of episodes. We're up to episode 83 now of many different career-related tactics and strategies. But remember, just because you listen to an episode means about you retained about 30%. If you write a couple notes down, you've retained about 50. Now it's time to put that practical advice to use whether it's an interview, a networking call, et cetera, right? So you need to train a little more than you probably think you need to. And that's a good thing because if we're not training towards something, we're simply going backwards. Cam, any final comments? Yeah. Um, whatever, uh, whatever level of knowledge you feel like you still need to acquire, you don't. Put the book down, stop going through courses and just go out there and take imperfect action and then course correct as you go. Uh, you already have enough knowledge. You already have it all at your fingertips. Everything you already know is enough. Let's start taking the steps and actually start embodying what we already know. Excellent. Thanks, Cam. Hey, everyone who tunes into the Executive Career Upgrades podcast, we appreciate your support so much. We look forward to empowering you in your executive career next week. we got a really great topic for you. So stay inspired, stay motivated, and keep upgrading your skills every single day. And as always, if you're looking to land a new career and need some additional help, you can schedule your free career consult with one of our executive career advisors at www.execupgrades.com backslash podcast. Everyone, have a great day. See ya.